language and culture lovers. This is Jules, your host of the All Things Iceland podcast, and I'm excited to bring you the episode this week, which is a brief history of the Icelandic language. And I'm excited because I live in Iceland now, I am learning the language, and so it's just fascinating to me to understand more about where the language came from, how it's evolved over time, and the difference between Old Icelandic and Modern Icelandic. And of course, being able to share that with people who also have an interest in the history. While I'm not diving that deep into the history, I have included many links in the show notes that allow for you to delve deeper into learning about the history of the language if you feel inclined to do so. So we'll just jump right into the history. The Icelandic language dates all the way back to the 9th century when settlers, mostly from Norway, came to live in Iceland. What was spoken at the time was Old Norse, and Old Norse eventually evolved into Old Icelandic. Like many cultures, many ancient cultures, the language was passed on through spoken word before being preserved in the form of text. Impressively, the oldest preserved text in Old Icelandic was written around 1100. During the 12th century and onward is when the famous sagas and eddas were written in Old Icelandic. And the fact that Iceland is an island in the middle of the Atlantic, it was pretty hard for people to get to Iceland, so... It was an isolated place, and it still kind of is an isolated place when you think about it, to some degree. Um, So the language was easily preserved. And if anyone who's listening has an interest in learning Old Icelandic or Old Norse, I did a fascinating interview with a professor, Jesse Bayak, and he's a professor of Old Norse and Medieval Scandinavian Studies at UCLA and Hauskoli Islands. I interviewed him for the All Things Iceland podcast. In fact, it was my first ever podcast episode. And you can check out the link to that uh, interview in the show notes. And he wrote a Viking language book series that teaches people how to read Old Norse and Old Icelandic. So for any of those interested, please check that out. You know, listen to the interview if you're so inclined. You'll, You'll learn some really fascinating things. But also you'll have a resource for a book that you can learn these languages on your own or within a class if you feel inclined to do so. So even though Icelandic is a Germanic language that was birthed from Old Norse, its incremental amount of evolution over many centuries resulted in it being a completely separate language from modern-day Norwegian and other Scandinavian languages. It is remarkable that even under Danish rule, for more than 500 years, the Icelandic language really didn't change. Danish was and continues to be learned by many Icelandic people in school, and many of them go to Denmark to live and work. Um, But Icelandic was still used as the official communication in the country. So another fascinating tidbit of information about Icelandic and in Iceland in general, is that there is an absence of dialects as you travel from one region of the country to the next. So if you decide to do the ring road, which goes all the way around the country, 
And you stop off in different places in the south, the west, north, east. You'll And you have somewhat of a keen ear for Icelandic. If you don't have any exposure to Icelandic at all, it will all sound the same to you anyway. But if you have a, a bit of a keen ear for the language, you notice that there aren't that many distinct differences in the way Icelandic is spoken. I already know, though, that some of my colleagues will say, no, I mean, in Akureyri, they say this thing slightly different than they do in Reykjavik. But honestly, the language is pretty uniform around the country. And because the language has changed so little since the 1300s, modern Icelandic people have the privilege of being able to read and understand the ancient texts of their ancestors that was written 800 years ago. Even though the text hasn't changed as much, the way the language sounds or like even words um, has changed considerably over time. So I've heard that modern Icelandic, or at least a modern Icelandic speaker who is reading old Icelandic is comparable to a modern English speaker reading Shakespeare. There will be some words that you understand. Uh, There will be many that maybe you have to do some research in order to understand just to get the context. But it has that type of connection for modern English speakers, at least, for being able to understand how Icelandic people can understand old Icelandic. So like other Indo-European languages, Icelandic grammar is complicated, okay? When a language learner is first introduced to the grammar, it seems like a daunting task to take on. I'm still learning the language, and there are many days when the grammar structure trips me up. For starters... Nouns, pronouns, and adjectives are inflected in four cases, nominative, accusative, dative, and genitive, and they can be in either singular or plural form. Nouns are also categorized into genders, masculine, feminine, or neuter. Verbs can be in the indicative, imperative, conditional, or subjunctive mood. As you can already tell, (laughs) the language can become very complicated to speak and process quickly if you've never been exposed to the language before, but also if you're learning it and just trying to kind of keep track of how to conjugate things correctly so that you either speak it the way it's meant to be spoken or, or write it correctly. For the sake of time, though, I won't go much deeper into this topic because I really believe that it deserves its own series of podcast episodes to explain it properly. However, I've included some links to web pages that go in depth into explaining the language in the show notes. While Iceland's archaic language might seem odd to many foreigners, and to be honest, it is a little odd, Icelandic people are very proud of their language and they don't seem interested in changing it. In fact, there is an official committee at the Aurni Magnusson Institute for Icelandic Studies whose job is to plan and preserve the language. The evolution of technology and increased exposure to other languages has posed some challenges for the language. So the committee has found some clever ways to include words that didn't exist in the language before. So just kind of taking the fact that technology, like their computers and internet, uh, coming up with words for a computer, and that's the example I'll use, how, it, how the committee has kind of cleverly come up with a way to deal with that. 
these all pose these challenges and, and these people in this committee essentially gather together, maybe even they poll people in the community, I'm not exactly sure, but they get together to figure out how can we create this new word that still allows us to preserve Icelandic. So for computer, what they did is they ended up combining two words, two Icelandic words. The first is tala, which means to speak or it can mean number, depending on the context, and völva, which means prophetess. So if they put those together, and the word created is tölva, which means prophetess of numbers, <laughs> which is pretty cool and fascinating because it's, it kind of fits with the mystical aspect of Iceland and um, just being this magical place. So that's what a computer directly translates to <laughs> in English. And that's the word that they use for it. And I think that is a fun, clever way of, of being able to preserve their language, but also fit within their culture and, and kind of how interesting their culture can be. So the next part of the show, now that we've gone over a brief history of the language and its structure, is to give you a random fact about Iceland. So every year there is an official Icelandic language day on November 16th. I remember this day every year because that's when I launched my blog, From Foreign to Familiar, The Journey of a Budding Polyglot. And this day in Iceland to celebrate the language was chosen because it coincides with the birthday of a popular Icelandic poet, Jonas Hallgrimsson. So this is a random fact for you. And uh, if you're ever interested in looking up that day, they have, I think, events that they've done or even now people seem to be doing specific things on that day, whether it's just talking more about Icelandic or hosting gatherings. So I think it's pretty fun. And now the last segment of the show is the Icelandic word of the episode, which is Tungumál. I'll say that slowly. Tungumál. Now if you're trying to break this word down, the ending is mál, and the beginning is tungu. So all together, it's tungumál. And the word means, appropriately, language. <laughs> if you have enjoyed this episode of All Things Iceland, I'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an update. So whether you're on iTunes, Google Play, or any other platform that you're listening on, please subscribe there, as well as leave a review so that other people can kind of have an idea about the type of content on here and will be able to easily find it. Okay, gott folk. Þakka þér fyrir að hlusta og sjáumst fljótlega.